No, I don't generally try to keep up with stuff. I, I figure it'll just stay, or if it's meant to be around, it'll just stay around. Yeah. Your belongings? Yeah, pretty anything. much. Anything, really. People. Yeah. Materials. Uh, we were just talking about, I can get a, I can go down to Walmart, I could go down to Walmart and buy me an Ozark <laughs> Trail pocket knife and that son of a gun it hanging there like a tick son i'd have it 10 years from now if it didn't fall to pieces but i could go down here to shea and order me a 500 dollars knife or something another and uh that's not gonna be gone in about a week it'd be i'll find it years later but it'll be uh, i don't know where it ends up well i just want to say if you're listening to this podcast, let me give you some motivation to go to the YouTube channel. Chili, put on your sunglasses real quick. <laughs> if y'all are listening to this, this go to joker. our YouTube channel and subscribe and look at Chili's new sunglasses. This joker, man. They are the nicest pair of glasses I believe I've ever laid eyes on. Well, I've done told you the story. I didn't think they looked like this. <laughs> Chili's on the, you know, Chili stays on the budget. He's been on the budget since he was old enough to make money. He's, oh, pro yeah. he's probably got about a quarter meal stacked up somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, I keep that undisclosed, but no, I don't spend money. I didn't pay for these. I know you don't spend money. <laughs> but I think that hat's on the verge of deterioration on the. On no, the this hat, I, it's the best hat I've ever had. It, I don't. I'm never gonna, never taking it off. It's a good looking hat. Yeah, it really is. Well, it ain't great looking, but it's served its purpose. Well, that bill probably keeps a lot of sun out of your eyes. Well, it's pretty small. Yeah. You caught what you caught? My conductor hat. I don't know. I ain't put a name to That's it. That's that Fidel Castro brim. <laughs> son. <laughs> That's that Fidel Castro brim, son. Oh man. I love this hat. I get. <clears throat> good night. I get one. You know, I think you don't have to have a hat, but I think you need a hat. So I buy one and I'm done. Yeah. You know, I really like these outdoor research hats that we got on here. Uh, these are good hats, man. Yeah. They've got the mesh in the sides. I mean, just for a summertime mm -hmm. running hat. You got that darn boonie cover the other day from outdoor yep. research. I mean, that jugger was right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all think, look, man. Look, a, a boonie cover, it, it's a hat with with the brim that goes all the way around it, right? Mm -hmm. In the military, we called it a boonie cover. Look, man, that thing will keep you so cool. It looked goofy as all get out, but it'll because it keeps the sun off of you so much better than a regular hat. And two, another thing, the reason we we used to wear the boonie cover in the navy. When we were, especially when we were doing uh, OTBs, over the beach operations, or, or a land warfare scenario where you're trying to, maybe you're you're in a sniper hide or, you know, you're, you're out in the woods, it really helps break up your outline, mm -hmm. right? The outline of your, your old head and your eyes stick out more than anything else. And that boonie cover, hunters know this, oh, if yeah. you guys hunt, you know this, it helps break up that human outline of your head and and stuff, you know. So 
Man, you pair that boonie cover with my beard. And a good button down. And a good button down. And I'm invisible in the woods. Yeah. Well, but, I thought you meant to run. I, that's what the button down's for. I covet that hat. Y'all to order you one. Can't afford it. You done order too much. Let me tell y'all what, Blake. First of all, this podcast here in just a second, we're going to talk about what to do when you feel when you when you feel like you you just you just maybe don't feel like God is revealing His purpose for your life to you. What do you what do you do when you feel a little lost? What do you feel? What, what do you what do you do in those times? That's what we're going to talk about here in, here in just a minute. It's a valid question was sent in by a listener. Um, but Blake will order. He, he goes on the internet and orders all these clothes, right? And he'll order like five pairs of pants, and and then and then he'll go through them and try them all on, and he'll he'll pick which ones he wants. And then he'll come to me and say, "Chad, I've got these other pants left. They don't. I'm gonna send them back, really, because they they just don't fit me right. Do you want them?" And I end up usually taking every last one of them. You end up. You would just send. You just buy five pairs and send four back. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's he does. like a woman. That's what he does. Well, listen, I got to have the right fit, <laughs> and you you can't go nowhere. And try on decent clothes no yeah. more because nobody stocks it. So you just got you to really order can. everything that you think you would want. And you try it on and whatever you don't like, you just send it on back. No, you got to go in the store and try it on. If you buy online, you end up with stuff like these glasses. Hey, I said they don't <laughs> stock it, Chili. Hey, look. He come up to me the other day. He had all these pants. And he said, these pants just got right a little bit high on me. He said, where do you... Where do you uh, like your pants to sit on your waistline. <laughs> I mean, who asked that? Because <laughs> pants are made. Some of them's high rise. You wear them up above your dang belly button, and don't nobody like that crap. I like my pants to ride right on my hips. I ain't they's, never worn no pants on my belly button. Exactly. That's they's high rise and they's low rise. Well, them pants and, I got from you weren't high rise. Yeah, they are too. And then he it's got like mad them at pants me. Pants them women wear now that run halfway up their back. No. You know, and I said, Chad, where do you, you know, you might like these pants. Do you like them to sit a little high or low? And he said, I like mine to sit regular height. <laughs> and I said, boy, if that ain't relative, I don't know what is regular. Look, who, what, what man comes and asks you, where do you like your pants? Well, I wasn't sit? just asking you that just out of the dang blue. I was asking you because maybe you'd like the pair of britches I was going Next time I ain't gonna offer them to you. You can go find your own dirty well, pants. I, I mean, I'm topped up now. I've got, yeah. I've got the two old pairs that you didn't want now. Old so how'd you how'd you phrase it? Where do you like your pants to sit? I said, do you like your pants high rise or low rise? And he said, he I just like mine about regular rise. I like mine regular rise, son. <laughs> Listen, Chad, there ain't no details with him on nothing. Well, you just make it work. Well, well, I don't one day something else that'll work better. I don't know how I'd answered that question. Well, I didn't know that that's was. Why such I didn't ask you. <laughs> Chili, do you even own a pair of pants? Yeah, he wore them in the gym this morning. What? Yeah. He did. Uh, over them chicken legs, huh? Mainly jeans. See, I don't own a pair of jeans. I can't stand jeans. Me neither. Mm. But I don't know why y'all are talking about clothes so much. Y'all are like a bunch of women. Well, 
I like them outdoor research pants you you gave me that you said was high rise. I like them. I almost wore them today. I think I got them out in the truck. Well, I bought them because PN is also pretty particular, mm-hmm. and he liked them. Mm. But I I think he just likes that brand, and he made himself like those pants. You know what your hey, problem man. is? Your belly button's too low. Think so? Yeah, you've got a low belly button. Huh? Yeah. I've I, never I, considered the height yeah. of my belly button. Before. I, I remember, I remember in class when I was a very young lad in elementary school. I was they, they used and they probably still do it. They they had a health. It's called a health class. They oh. don't tell them what they teach in health these days. Oh, Lord, they ain't even know they they. I, I don't even know. But back then they taught you health, personal health stuff, and this lady, the teacher, was friendly to me. I think she had a like me, you know, and how uh, was she? I was probably about twelve or thirteen. Yeah. She look. She said, "Chad, I'm I'm about to teach this class how to do the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> the Heimlich. The Heimlich maneuver." And, and I said, "I said, all right." She said, "Come on up here. I want you to be my demonstrator." And I said, "All right." And I got up there, and you know, she's trying to feel my belly button where my belly button is and she's feeling all over my stomach all down low and i said no <laughs> and she had to come on up find my belly button she said man you got a high up belly button i said no that's just regular i, I don't regular think i height. believe this because chad, got a low can, belly button. chad can barely remember what we did this morning let alone I what do. happened in elementary school that in was, health class that was middle school i think Blake got a low belly button. This is the reason he can't wear regular pants. Huh. That's why he talked about wearing his pants above his wet belly button. When your belly button's way down here, you got to wear a low pant. I don't know about all that. That, that was th- the weirdest story. I'm telling you, it happened. <laughs> why didn't you just... She was old. She why? was an old lady. I wasn't worried about her. You should just told no. her where it was. Said, hey, it's right here. Put your finger right there. No, huh? she, she was having fun. Well, let me change gears and let y'all know Chili got rabdo this morning on the doing the workout. Hey, I didn't get no rabdo, man. Okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you what these CrossFit people they think what they're doing's hard. It ain't hard. I, I mean, it. Look, c- compared. To- to some other things you can do physically, <laughs> it ain't hard. Well, he You're, was on the verge of getting wrapped up. I, well, I think he was. Lord, I mean, I'm not going to... Yeah, hard can mean different things, like what is difficult to do. I mean, listen... Well, yeah, I, I mean, you I can mean, go in here and do a 20-minute CrossFit workout, and it absolutely blister your tail. Yeah, son. I mean, listen, we did two Murphs. I finished last in both of them, so I'm not going to say it wasn't hard, but oh, yeah, it's... Hard. It's not the most. No, it wasn't hard. It, that well, crap is not hard. Yeah, I kind of. I mean, I agree with you. Like, it's just, it's just you have got to do it. Y'all it may say, take some time. Y'all gonna say it wasn't hard? Y'all was in there grunting like pigs. <laughs> Chili's doing one rep max. That's like and, on all his pull ups. Chad couldn't even do his push ups right. And y'all, oh no, that wasn't hard. No, I mean, listen, I prefaced that with saying I got last both times. I can't say. It wasn't hard. The guy who gets last right. can't be talking about how easy it was. No, it's it's but what it's, is hard. Yeah, it's it ain't you ain't getting no rabdo. It's just grinding out from r- an hour long you workout. Might. You might. 
Well, listen, Look, I've done a push-up before, Blake. I ain't never seen it. <laughs> well, I don't look like it, but I'm telling you. What I tell that she was worried about me getting rabbed up. What was her name? Brittany? Mm-hmm. They were awesome. Brittany's a podcast listener, or was. Well, shout out Brittany, because that was awesome. But, uh, what what was the, the fella in there? I think his name's Blake. Blake and Brittany. Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't get a chance to tell y'all thank you, but thank you for letting me come in there and spend a lot of time to grind out those two murphs but uh i appreciate you but they were worried about me getting rabbed though chili looked over at me and blake and said y'all just go on to lunch i got 40 pull-ups left <laughs> and 20 push-ups <laughs> he said i won't be in here for another hour let me tell y'all why chili is stubborn a lot of times and he decided i'm just gonna do all my air squats right now i'm, I'm just gonna do them all did he, he really? He sat there and did a, And then he said, now I'm going to go do my pull-ups. And then, then I'm going to do my push-ups. And he got spent on them muscles, and he couldn't do anymore. He should have broke it up. But you know he's stubborn. Well. Yeah. He bro- You broke it up on the second one, didn't you? Well, at first. And I like I got how, off of it. And, Blake, I like how you said... I think I'm just going to do half Murph. And that pissed me off. On the second. On the second one. That pissed me off so bad. I only said it to piss you off. Okay. I did the full Murph, didn't I? I know you did. You you ended up doing it. Well, I don't think either one of us did a full Murph. We didn't put on the 20-pound vest. Oh, I didn't have a vest on. Yeah, me neither. Chad did. For one of them. Well, yeah, the first one. He didn't do nothing right, but he did it. (laughs) But yeah, son. (laughs) I did every dang rep. Oh man! What well, talk to PN about that? Well, you know, he's the push-up police. Oh, he judges the reps. PN's the push-up police. Yeah. Did yours make the cut? You ain't I talked don't to know. him. I hadn't talked to him yet. We'll, well see. Um. All right, we're about to dig into this episode. Uh, this podcast today was brought to you by Wazoo Survival Gear. Our good friends at Wazoo make some completely unique wearable survival gear. All right? The bushcraft necklace, the cash cap, the cash belt. You had the bushcraft on during Murph, didn't you? Yeah, I always wear my bushcraft necklace. Yeah. Bushcraft necklace is a little ferro rod with a ceramic striker to where you can you can throw a spark to start a fire, right, to ignite your tinder or to even light a stove. I was We were out on the basic course the other day, and it was pouring down rain, and it all everybody's lighters had gotten wet and everybody's hands were cold and they were sitting there trying to light a, a Bic lighter. When a Bic lighter gets wet, it ain't going to work. All right. And when your hands are freezing cold, it's hard to strike a lighter. And so I was thinking the whole time, man, I'm glad I got a bushcraft necklace in case. And they wanted me to light that stove. I just sat there and watched them. I mean, I'm the instructor. I just let them figure it out. That's part of the process, but well, and that's a nice looking piece of mm-hmm. piece of gear too. Like you can wear it just just out of decoration. It's probably my favorite piece of gear that they make. Yeah. The Bushcraft necklace is. It's just such a practical piece. But we've used all of their other stuff. It all is absolutely amazing. They've got beanies, hats, belts, uh, all kinds of gear. Um, they uh, they're just very innovative and and it's all very unique stuff. So go check them out. At wazoosurvivalgear.com, I'll attach a special link to their website in the show notes of this episode. If you could scroll down, click that link, scroll through their gear, check them out. I promise you, you're going to find something 
that you want, uh, whether you go out in the back country or you just want to be more prepared in your day-to-day life around town. Uh, that's what this stuff is made to be. So check them out. Check them out on Instagram at Wazoo Survival Gear. I'll put that in the show notes too, along with a pro code that's going to give you a discount on anything. I think 20% off anything that you order from Wazoo. You will only find that 20% off uh, pro code on the 3 of 7 podcast. Wazoo, thank you for sponsoring the 3 of 7 podcast. Thank you for putting out awesome gear and just being generally awesome people. We've had both Dustin and Nick on the 3 of 7 podcast about a year ago. Just great people. So go back, check their episode out, check the website out, support the companies that support this podcast. Thank you, guys. All right. All right, let's let me look at this question in particular. Let me just read it word for word that was sent. All right. How do you know what God wants you to do? Which path do you take when you feel a little lost? I think a lot of Christians struggle with this question, right? I know I found myself in places in my life where you didn't feel like you had a specific purpose or a specific mission. And that's a hard place to be, man. That's a really hard place to be. Yeah. So have y'all thought about this at all? I know y'all generally don't say anything on the podcast, but I want to hear what y'all got to say. If you got anything. (laughs) If not, I'll just do the whole podcast myself. So you're asking for the salad before the steak. No, I'm prepared today. I look. Well, uh, I, even though I had to borrow your book, yeah, I, I, I've got it bookmarked. I've got my Bible bookmarked. How about that? I learned. Look, we broke through. Chili no. said. Chili yeah. said the definition of insanity was to keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. So I, I've learned. I'm not going to be insane. I've tried this new thing, getting my bookmarks prepared. I should have a better outcome. Well, I think in relation to the question, a lot of people that get in that place, I think, and I've done this, is you want to see the whole picture. Like you want to know, you want to figure it all out before you start doing what you want to do. You want to know what that, when this step and this step and this step. And I read a quote the other day, I think it was Teddy Roosevelt that said it or wrote it, and it says something like, do what you know how to do with what you have where you're at now. So when you feel when you feel like, you know, am I on the right path? What does God have for my life? I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I think first you got to ask yourself, you know, why am I feeling this way? Is it a legitimate concern or not? Is it just something I've kind of conjured up in my head or has this been going on for a while? And then you got to say, well, am I doing what I know how to do right now with and doing it with the materials I've have and in the place I am in my life? And if you just keep doing that, you'll discover, you'll uncover. It may be a while. But you got to be patient with the process and just keep doing what you know how to do. If you're reading that Bible, you know something that you can do. Whether it's loving somebody who's unlovable, 
or whether it's going and helping out a widow or doing something. If you read something in there that has an action word and it's telling you to do something, then just go try it. And if, you, if it's something that really helped you and you got fulfillment in, then try some more things like it. And if it's not, then keep reading and find something else that you can do. I think, I think we can tend to over-spiritualize this question and just say, well, God hadn't really showed me. or God, But there's a whole book laid out of what he wants us to do. So do what you know how to do. And then when you don't know, you've done that and you don't know nothing else, then keep reading and keep searching and try some other things. I think it all comes with experience. Like, you might get it on the first try, but it's probably going to take some trial and error here and there before you really strike the iron and say, oh, that's it. That's what I like to do. So go out and try to do some things. Get some experience. Get some get some miles or whatever. Get some reps in doing what you know how to do. <clears throat> well, the first thing I'll say is struggle with this a lot in my life. Continue to. It's particularly hard in times where you feel like you're in a transition, um, which I've had a few of those, transitioning from high school to college. But honestly, I haven't had that many, not many serious transitions. But, you know. You're in a transition right now. Dummy. Yeah, I would. <laughs> dummy. <laughs> well, that's what I was getting to. Yeah, I mean, I'd be in, I'm in a, still in a transitionary period. Uh, but. That's when I think it's particularly hard and when I've thought about it the most. But first off, I'll say I think the the reason that, well, I think it's perfectly valid that, let me change again. I actually think it's odd if everybody hasn't felt this way at some point. Yep. I mean, I don't, that would kind of be strange to me. But, I mean, good on you if you haven't because that's great, but. You're probably lying, but yeah, I, I think everybody's <laughs> felt this way, and but I think first off, what I've learned that you should probably analyze is: Am I trying to figure out and having a hard time figuring out what God wants me to do, or having a hard time trying to figure out what makes me feel good? Yeah, because that's two different things. What what God. You may be doing what God wants you to do, but it doesn't feel real great because maybe it's very difficult or maybe yeah. it's not what you really wanted to do. And God's ultimate purpose is not always sexy. No. 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 And so that's the first thing I'd analyze. And then, you know, if you've basically come down on, no, I'm, I want to do whatever he wants me to do. Well, then a lot of the struggle comes in. We want specifics. We... Because, like, I've said a million times, well, my purpose in life is to glorify God and, you know, do everything for him. And, and while that's true, that's not specific. I mean, the natural question is, well, how do I do that? Or what, what exactly am I doing that is going to glorify him? What, I mean, yeah, sure, you can glorify him with your actions, just how you talk, how you think. But, no, like, what am I going to be doing specifically? And... I honestly, like I said, through struggling with this and continuing to and continuing to think about it, the best thing I've come up with 
and this is always a difficult thing to say because people can confuse it for inaction, but I don't know that it is necessarily important for us to figure out exactly what we're supposed to do. I, I, I think, I think we, we're, we're so concerned by not knowing the specifics that we don't do anything. So what I think, how you approach this issue is you make the decision, you decide the how and the why before the what. You decide how you're going to do whatever, you're, whatever you do. It doesn't matter what it is. You don't know the what yet, right? So decide how you're going to do it. Are you going to do it in a way that glorifies God? Are you going to do it in a way that helps others? Whatever. I mean, you know, you're going to do it for the right reasons or not. Yeah, the intent's got to be right yeah. from the start. And then answer the why, which is related. It's the same thing. Why are you choosing to live that way? Well, it's because we're called to, we're, we're asked to, we're commanded to. So once you figured that out, I, and some people may think they've done this and it still hadn't, but I think the what is revealed because you've decided how you're going to live and why you're going to live that way. So then you will be doing things. And when you have made that your aim, it will be, I believe so obvious to you that like you won't really be able to do anything other than what God calls you to do until you get back in the way of it and start worrying about your own selfish desires or like, like some, sometimes things become plainly obvious to people what they're supposed to do. And then they start thinking, Ooh, I, I can't do that though. I, I don't know about that. Like everything's kind of lining up for this, but cause it might cost something. Yeah. And it's out of fear, you know? Yeah. So I, I basically think that w that that obviousness won't come to you if you don't have the how and the why figured out. But if you do pretty quickly, I think it will be revealed to you what you're supposed to do right then. And then also in that, if it doesn't feel real great, it's not supposed to, I mean, it, it might, but it's, it's, that's not a requirement. Yeah. That it feels real great or real easy or real, or you, or you even feel at rest at it. I mean, I've had, I don't, you know, sometimes you'll kind of feel unsettled at first just because of potentially the difficulty of it or, or, or we get in our own head and think about, did we make the right decision? I mean, I still feel like I'm, this is a little vague, but the takeaway is it from what I've ex learned is figure out the how and the why, and we're not really supposed to concern ourselves so much with the what. So, well, And, you know, the uh, a problem a lot of times is that people will seek God, read the Bible, in order to understand what it is that they're supposed to do rather than to learn how to be to learn how to have a relationship with Jesus and what that looks like. So essentially they're seeking, you can call it the gift or, or the like learning what you're supposed to do in life is a byproduct of serving God. That, that's what will happen. But when you start to try to serve God and try to read the Bible in order to figure out what it is you're supposed to do mm -hmm. instead of seeking the relationship with God, that's where you mess up. You're almost seeking the <clears throat> gift that he can give you 
above the giver that is which is Jesus, you well, know. And so that you got to ask yourself that question too in the beginning of I know he'll give me this and reveal this to me, but I'm just I just need to stay on this path. I just need to keep moving. Do what I know how to do, keep moving and being the best person that I can be according to the standards of the Bible and all that other stuff will come. It says in Matthew 6:33, seek first and foremost the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. And that that's one of those things. That's yeah. one of those things you're going to get. I mean, listen, this may be still a little vague, but but have you made yourself available to do whatever it is that God wants you to do? Right? Cuz you're in a place where you're questioning because you don't know what it is that he wants you to do. Well, first make yourself open yourself up to no matter what it is. Yeah. Be available for anything and everything that he wants you to do. Because sometimes it won't be revealed to you because you haven't made yourself available for certain things. You're saying, well, I'm not going to do this or this, but I want to do what God wants me to do. So other than those two things, <laughs> let's uh, tell me. You I'm waiting. Have, I'm waiting. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're not usable at that point. Sometimes you're saying, God has not revealed to me what I want to do yet. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't shown me the things that I want to do yet, so I don't know if they're right or not. But I I don't know about those other things he's wanting me to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to come to a place where you can literally tell God, "Send me, I will go." Don't don't tell don't even you ain't gotta you ain't gotta give me all you ain't gotta give me all the you ain't gotta lay it all out. Send me. But a lot of people's consternation is stemming from the fact that they haven't done that. You know, we give you a lot of crap, Chad, about uh, how simple you are, how you don't have any details. It's just, uh, let's go do this, see where it goes. But that's a really good thing to have, especially when you're trying to figure these things out. Because I'm just the opposite. I want to see the whole picture. I'm like, show me the whole picture. And then I'll start when I see yeah. that it'll work out, and then I'll start kind of doing it. I I used to I'm still and that's still just kind of who I am. I have to fight that a lot, mm-hmm. and I I mean I look at the way Chad does things a lot of times, and and I'll think, well, let me just take this next step. It doesn't really matter the rest of it. Let me just do this one thing here that I know how to do, and then let's just see where it goes. If it doesn't work out, we'll come back and try something else. But that's a good quality to have, even though we give you a lot of crap about it. It can be very good, you know. Well, people who make a lot of plans and, and feel like they need all that plans will still make them if you're wired that way, but don't. They would, can change. I would say make them where it makes sense. Yeah, but don't I mean. always, because sometimes it don't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the caveat to that is any ex, any extreme yeah, on one end or the other is is unhealthy, unsustainable, and it's not going to work. Yep. So the key is, the key is being somewhere, or 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 having having two people on either extreme that have to work together that end up balancing each other out, right? Because yeah. either one can be can be rough. Um, but I have about trained y'all up to where I can just turn this podcast over to y'all. Finally, I can go run for Congress. I can go become the President of the United States or whatever I want to do and feel confident that you guys are going to run this show. Who's your running mate going to be? I commend you guys. 
Well, thanks. You saying we did, we've delivered some steak today? Oh yeah. Okay. You guys have really improved. The podcast, by the way, is is growing. Thank you guys. Uh, we got a review. We got a review yesterday. Um, let's see. Living by the standard. First learned of Chad and his story on the Order of Man podcast, and the mantra of living by standards versus results resonated with me. Unlike other podcasts for men, where Christian values are the undertone, three of seven brings the values of biblical living to the front. This is a great podcast to receive great applications for the mind, but especially to receive biblical teachings for the soul. Dude, thank you guys for leaving these reviews, mm -hmm. man. Got another one here. Have you ever felt like you knew people without ever meeting them? These guys, this podcast gets to the hard conversations, and it's encouraging. Thank you for giving all of y'all's and holding nothing back. God bless. That was my ultimate goal for this podcast is for you guys to feel like you knew me, that y'all were sitting here with us, talking, having a conversation, a real conversation, and it's working. And you guys that are leaving this, these reviews are helping the show grow. This yeah. is how the show grows. You guys have to contribute to it. You have to. If not, it, none of it works. So right. stop what you're doing right now. Go leave us a review if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast Player or if not, if you feel called to do even more, join us on Patreon. The link to our Patreon account is in the show notes of this episode. You can contribute $5, 10 or $25 to this podcast. That helps us do a lot of things. Pay for our guests' travel. Pay for new equipment. We try to put out and do put out exclusive content on Patreon, resurrected three Sundays a month. Um, I did a special video yesterday posted on there. Uh, workout of the day. We do all that over on Patreon. So I just can't thank you guys enough. And I'm proud of Blake and Chili for uh, heeding the call, son. <laughs> They're getting good, man. I guess I'll say my piece. Uh, Chili talked about the how. If you want to, if you want to know, if you want to get a little better at the how, like the executing, the how to, to, live within your purpose, whatever that is, I would highly encourage you to join us at the Proving Grounds 3 Troop in January 2022. Registration's open on our website, 307project.com. The link's in the show notes of this episode. The Proving Grounds is a great place to learn, not only from us as your instructors, but the men and women that are going to be there with you, working, growing, achieving. It's a great place to get a handle on the how to live within your purpose. I promise you, it's a powerful, powerful experience. It's capped at 25. I think it's, we got, I think we only got about 15 spots left right now. All right. So go sign up. I really, we do this because we think it's worthwhile, genuinely. Like it's freaking, one troop and two troop was off the chain, man. Yep. It's awesome. All right, so let's uh. What first of all, I, I I've given this some consideration, and I think why do we as humans find ourselves on and off in this position in life that we're talking about, where you don't feel like you're living within your purpose? It's usually, you know, there's there are are spells of life where you really feel like you're 
you know, living within your purpose, your calling, you feel like everything's clicking, right? And then you go through some sort of transitional phase, whether it's because you, 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 you know, you retire from a, a career or, you know, you, you change something about your lifestyle changes. And then you find yourself in this position that we're talking about right now. I'm just feeling a little confused about which way to go. Right. And it's a, it's a very natural occurrence. And I think we, we fight against it and we think that, uh, that we beat ourselves up when we find ourselves in this position. I want to read you something from, uh, again, the screw tape letters. If you guys don't know, I've been reading this book, The Screw Tape Letters from C.S. Lewis. I highly recommend it. This is a conversation between two demons, and the demons are talking about their patients, which are us humans. So um, here, here's, here's what these demons say about our state as human beings. As spirits, they're talking about us, we are, well, <clears throat> actually, let's see. Um, okay, as spirits, they belong to the eternal world, but as animals, they inhabit time. So the demons are talking about, we are a spirit, but we live in a body. So it, that's a strange dynamic. So as a spirit, we belong to the eternal world, but since we live in this body, we inhabit time. God and, and all of his angels and Jesus, they are all completely spirit, right? So they all live in the realm of that eternal world. So this is a strange dynamic we're in here. This means that while their spirit can be directed to an eternal object, their bodies, passions, and imaginations are in continual change, for to be in time means to be in change. Their nearest approach to consistency, therefore, is undulation, the repeated return to a level from which they repeatedly fall back, a series of troughs and peaks. If you had watched your patient carefully, you would have seen this undulation in every department of his life, his interest in his work, his affection for his friends, his physical appetites, all go up and down. As long as he lives on earth, periods of emotional and bodily richness and liveliness will alternate with periods of numbness and poverty. The dryness and dullness through which your patient is now going through are not, as you fondly suppose, your workmanship. They are merely a natural phenomenon which will do us no good unless you make a good use of it. So these demons here, and again, guys, this is not scripture. This is just a writing by C.S. Lewis, but I think it's really in alignment with my experience in life of life being a constant undulation. And when you think about us as beings, that is a strange dynamic that we are a spirit belonging to an eternal place, but we have to live here in this body for a short period of time within the confines of time. And that produces this natural undulation in life, all aspects of our life, our physical appetite, right? How many times have you went through spells in your life where you're in super good shape and all you want to do is train and race and do this and that, and then all of a sudden you just don't have the motivation to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And this was a great explanation 
of that, in my opinion. So what I want you to understand is that don't beat yourself up about this, man. This being in this place where you're searching for which path to take or being in this place where you don't quite feel purpose or drive or dedication to any certain mission or cause, I have to believe it's in alignment with my experience in life as being a constant state of undulation. All right? So it doesn't mean that that's your excuse to stay in the trough, right? You have to you have to be fighting, working, thinking, doing something to help get you up out of that trough when you get there. Now, what I uh I think I think when we talk about God's purpose for our life, I think he has very clearly revealed his purpose for us as humans, right? And for me, we always have a default. So God's ultimate purpose for humanity is and should be our default in order to find fulfillment. I've said multiple times that I believe God created us uh, as his companions because he yearned for companion the companionship of a creation that still maintained free will and chose to love him. What does it mean to be in companionship with God? It means that you talk to him, you pray to him, you live according to his word. Right? That's what it means in a practical sense to be in companionship with God. That is his ultimate purpose for humanity. I'll read to you guys real quick in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. Now, I know it's strange. You wouldn't think you would find information on this in Revelations. But here it says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things. For thy pleasure. They are and were created. For thy pleasure, they are and were created. We are and were created for God's pleasure. I'll read the little commentary here. Pleasure is the Greek thelema, usually rendered will. Its first occurrence is in Matthew 6:10, where the Lord Jesus told us to pray, Thy will be done in this earth as it is in heaven. Looking forward to the ultimate answer to this prayer at Christ's return. Here in this verse, where the final use of Thelema occurs, that prayer is about to be answered, and it looks back to the original creation. All right? God wants companionship with you. That is his ultimate purpose, and it is an ultimate purpose that we can all fall back on. Even if we're working some job, we're doing something, we're in a place where we're not necessarily finding fulfillment in our actions, we can fall back on this ultimate purpose and get in companionship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and that is going to give you purpose. That hits a lot on what Blake said just a little bit ago. Now, in a practical sense, if you if you want to hone in on that action portion, to where it goes back to what Noah said, you know, you're what 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 are you okay? What are you doing? Uh, as far as your mission goes, maybe it's your career uh, or your the time that you're spending, right? The one thing in my mind for someone that that 
maybe has an inkling of their purpose, right? And and that requires them to change and go a new direction. Now, one of the main things that keeps them for, from progressing within their purpose and reaching a point where they are feeling that true fulfillment is a lack of consistency. And the reason I say this is because I am a person that at this time, I truly believe that I am fulfilling my purpose in life. All right? Uh, not only in being in companionship, glorifying God, living according to his word and all that, but in a real sense, sitting here and doing this podcast, uh, doing the basic course, doing the proving us, just really being able to pour into the body of Christ and build that body up and point people to Jesus, right? The the 3 to 7 project is just a conduit for that. Well, how did I get here? It has simply been by consistency. That is what's got me here. And I see you guys, man. I see you guys on Instagram. I see you guys on YouTube. I see you guys you know, on all the virtual p- platforms where I can see you guys. And and I can't tell you how many people I'll see start, start up a worthy cause. <clears throat> and it's not getting a lot of traction, right? It's just, it's just right right there in the, in, in the beginning. And when I say the beginning, I mean like the first three to five years. Mm-hmm. It's not getting a lot of traction, right? And, and then you just see them go away. They just, they just stop, right? And, and this is the reason. This is, this is one of the secrets. If there is any secrets, it's, it's simple. It's simply consistency. It's, it's continuously showing up, even when it's not making any money. It's putting, it, it's putting in the extra hours if you need to, to show up with a consistent message at a consistent time to... Whoever is willing to watch, even if there's only one person watching. What's up, Blake? I know you got something on your mind. It's uh, being faithful with little. How do you expect to have, let's use podcasts for for example. How do you expect to have this grand audience of listeners if you can't be faithful and consistent with the five that are there? And you might think, well, if I had that big audience, it'd be real easy. But you got to learn it. In the beginning, and show, I'm gonna be faithful, and I'm gonna share whatever it is with the five people that are listening here, and it's gonna grow as soon as you prove that you'll that you'll be consistent and faithful with the little bit that you've got, and you'll get more to come. I guarantee it. Yeah, I guarantee it too. And and it's because nobody, there's so few other people that are willing to be consistent because that consistency in the beginning feels like it's not paying off. Yeah. And, and I, I've even seen so many people float in and out. Not necessarily a 3 to 7 project. We've got a, a really strong uh, body. Like body. All you guys. Like uh, you guys have a lot of grace with us. You show up. You, and, I, and I'll tell you the reason that we, that this body of 3 to 7 project is so strong is because the main thread is Christ. Yeah. All right? But there are a lot of other self-help type programs out there that I that I have 
contributed to. And I've watched and, and seen, well, just seen, you know, who who's here, who's not. And people just, they're there for a few minutes. They might get a little thing, something out of it, maybe for a month, maybe for a couple months, and then they just go away. Because, again, they're not willing to be consistent. And then also, the messaging is a... It, it, when you have Jesus as the main thread... That process happens right away. When you have Jesus as the main <laughs> thread throughout the body of your company, when I say company, I mean, I look at all you guys that listen to 3 to 7 Podcast as like shareholders of this company. We want to do what you want us to do. We want to talk about... We're doing this. This is a listener question. Yeah. All right? So when that's the main thread that runs throughout the entire body, people are more apt to uh to be there long term and to yeah. contribute. That's why this podcast has almost 900 reviews. Let's get that review up to 1000, please y'all. Get that up to 1000, please. I can't do it. Y'all can do it. In in 2 years. We that's that's the only reason. Yeah. We've been consistent. Jesus is the main thread throughout the entire body and the body contributes because the main thread is Christ. But this consistency piece is a piece that's really jamming y'all up, man. You know, there's a, a verse I read this this weekend, and I think it relates to this question here. It's Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, and it says, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. And I think when I read that, I thought about, you know, the tent. And then I thought about, like, when we go on a basic course and we we leave the house here with our tent and we go out there and we say, all right, we're out here to do the work with this with these people. And when the trip's over or when your tent is destroyed, if something happens, you've got a house you can go back to. And and I think about, like, that's just like us. Like, the kingdom of God is our house. We're out here on this backpacking trip, if you will, and we got these tents. So do the work while you're here. Don't sit up in your tent and say, oh, I got a house to go to. When I'm just going to hang around until <laughs> my tent's destroyed, and I'm going to go back back to the house. While you're here and you're able and your tent's in good shape, go do some work. Yeah, Move and do what you know how to do. And then when it don't matter what happens, you got a house to go back to. Yep. When, when your tent's messed up, you get in the truck and you go home. Yep. So while you're here, do some stuff. That's right. And I know all y'all can't have a fancy hyperlight tent like I live in. No, some of us got old single man, big Agnes. It's all good, you know. Well, I, I think that's good. That addresses uh, some of the fear people have with what with doing what they what God wants them to do. It may be something that ends up they got to return back to the home, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's you should rest that that is there, yeah. right? Like not be so concerned about it not lining up exactly with what you wanted. Yeah, it's a fail-safe. 
Well, I mean, it, no yeah, it really is. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's that's what you rest in, right? When you're making these decisions, and and maybe embarking on something that terrifies you, but going out on it because it's what God wants for you. That's hard to do if you didn't have like some sort, you know, like you said, some sort of comfort yeah. <laughs> holding that. I mean, if there was not, if there was nothing on the other end, well then you probably shouldn't do it. What it's, I, I mean, mean, yeah. Like look at Paul, Paul, Paul in the Bible, not Paul Wilder, Paul <laughs> in the Bible was a perfect. I mean, this guy, what a measure of faith he had. He, he was so confident of his eternal home. And he knew that's ultimately where he was headed, that he was able to do what he did. I mean, this joker got bit by vipers, shipwrecked, beat, jailed, imprisoned, and eventually killed because he was so confident in his eternal home. Yeah, and he even says, whether I stay or go, I win. Yeah. If I stay here, I get to take more ground. If I get Mm. to go home, I get to rest. That's it, man. Well, guys, I hope this helps all of you that are either in this place in your life right now where you don't quite know what to do. And I hope it helps those of you guys. Uh, I hope you can recall this conversation later on in life when you find yourself in that position. Because, again, we're, we all get there. Just understand that's a constant, that constant state of undulation is real. And that's okay. So, y'all got anything else? Y'all did good. Proud of y'all. You did too. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is the 3-7 Podcast. Enough said.